Welcome to the Glow Podcast with Dr. Land. Our purpose is to inspire and equip you to live a purposeful and maximized life that makes a glowing difference in your world to God's glory. For more inspiring content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's listen in and be inspired. So today, I'm going into another, ser- another sermon on growth. Um, activate your reasoning last week. I'm calling today's one, Activate Your Growth. Activate what? Your growth as a believer. It's time to grow. Let me point to your neighbor as far as they are from you. Say, it's time for you to grow. Say, it's time to grow. You know, if you had, if you had a kid, like if you had a child, and that child remains at the same physical level, like never grows physically or never grows mentally. What happens? You start getting concerned, right? You start getting concerned. Because whenever there is life, whenever there is health, there is growth, right? Whenever something is healthy, it will grow. Whenever it's unhealthy, the growth is stunted. In the same way, God wants us to grow. God wants us to grow. In 1 Peter chapter 3 from verse 11. And I just want to read this passage to you. So, uh, 1 Peter chapter 3 from verse 11. It says, uh, sorry, 2 Peter, I mean 2 Peter chapter 3 from verse 11. Not 1 Peter, that's, that's an error. 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 11. It says, since everything around us is going to be destroyed like this, like this. You already talked about what's going to happen to the earth and the heavens and all that. What holy and godly life should we should, should you should live, right? Let's go on. Verse twelve. Looking forward to the day of God, of God, and hurrying it along. On that day, He will set the heavens on fire, and the elements will melt away in the flames. So maybe, you know, we'll see. <laughs> but we're looking forward to the new heavens and the new earth He has promised. A world filled with God's righteousness. So he said, that's what we're looking forward to. But what do we do now? And so, dear friends, while you are waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. Verse 15. Verse 15. And remember, our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. This is what our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you with the wisdom God gave him. This is Peter talking. Speaking of these things in all of his letters, some of his comments are hard to understand. And those who are ignorant and unstable have twisted his letters to mean something different, just as they do with other parts of scripture. And this will result in their destruction. This is where I'm going. He said, you already know these things, dear friend, so be on guard then you will not be carried away by the errors of these wicked people and lose your own secure footing. Verse 18. Rather, everybody read it together. I want to go. You must grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. All glory to him, both now. So he's saying that the world is changing. A lot of things are coming up and all that. But in the midst of it all, there's a kind of life we ought to live. And he encourages us that in the midst of it, what we should focus on is growth. To grow. 
to grow, to grow, to grow, to, to keep growing. There are different levels of growth. Luke chapter 2 verse 62 says, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. He grew in wisdom. He grew in stature. He grew in favor. So we need to grow in all the different dimensions of life. We need to grow in wisdom. We need to grow in stature. We need to grow you know, in, uh, in, in our relationships. We need to grow in everything. So I'm focusing on the spiritual growth, your spiritual growth. As you are growing mentally, you are growing in your career, you are growing in different areas. Spiritual growth is extremely important. So today, I want to share with you some levels of, I would say, faces or stages or places that you find yourself as a believer. Um, from Acts chapter 18 and Acts chapter 19. We're going to look at those faces of growth or those places of growth. And then if you're at that level, I'll give you what you need to do to move to the next level. Basically, I wanted to title this thing, Activate New Levels, you know. Activate new levels. Like, activate new levels of growth in your life. Look at where you are right now. And then move to the next level. Move to the next level. Move to the next level. And then you begin to see yourself become a more productive, a more balanced uh, Christian. A more useful Christian. And God is pleased with growth. So let's... Let's look at it. Not everybody will be in each phase I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about seven phases very quickly from the stories of some people in Acts chapter 18 and Acts chapter 19. Now, sometimes you also find out that you are, in, you are straddling maybe two phases together. I just try to break it down in such a way that um, I can explain those phases of growth very well. But some people might be in two. Some people might be in one. So they are not really concurrent. Do you get what I'm saying? They're not concurrent. Uh, no, sorry, they are not, what's, they, are, they could be concurrent, that's what I mean. They could be concurrent. What am I saying? So what's, concur- what's the meaning of concurrent? At the same time, that's what I, yes. <laughs> so, so they could be concurrent, do you get what I'm saying? But they are not sequential, do you understand what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying, they are not sequential, they could be concurrent, okay? What, what, what are you saying, you know? God help me, you know? All right, so let's, let's look at it very quickly. The first phase, we're going to be looking at the stories of some people. The first phase, I call it the blinded phase. Everybody say blinded phase. My, my, my. I need you all to pay attention to this. Uh, you might probably need to, you will need to listen to this message again too. Again, but it's going to help you. The blinded phase. So, this is the phase that most of the world is in. Most of the world is in the blinded phase. So when you talk about the b- blinded phase, uh, you are talking about a stage of relationship with God where spiritual truths um, are closed up to you. In other words, you can't understand spiritual things. Now, do you know what do people usually do with something they don't understand? They reject or they mock it, right? Or they attack it. You understand? So listen, anytime you, I'm going to show you something. Anytime you meet someone and you are sharing something with them from scriptures and you are having a debate or doing whatever, you're sharing it and they mock you or they don't, they just don't get it, don't waste your time. The only way you can solve that problem is through prayer. Whether they are family members, 
or people who are far from you. You cannot solve it by arguing with them. Do you get what I'm saying? You solve it through prayer because it is what is called spiritual blindness. And it can only be dealt with spiritually. Let's look at, at the first example. Acts chapter 18 from verse 4 to 6. So I'm going to show you two examples in Acts and then we'll go of people who are in the blinded face. So he said, each Sabbath found Paul at the synagogue trying to convince the Jews and the Greeks alike. And after Silas and Timothy came down from Macedonia, Paul spent all his time preaching the word. He spent all his time preaching the word. He testified to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. But what happened? But when they opposed and what? Insulted him. Paul shook the dust from his clothes and said, your blood is upon your own head. I am innocent. From now on, I will go preach to the Gentiles. Some say, oh, he quit. Paul, quit. Sometimes you need to know when to quit and stop wasting your time. You need to know when to quit. When people are just headstrong, they don't want to hear you, and they just laugh at you, they do whatever, just move on. Amen. Move to the next strategy. If there are family members, people move to the next strategy. And I'm going to show you in a moment what you need to do. You need to get into prayers. Everyone say prayers. Now listen, it's not only those who don't believe uh, that Jesus Christ, uh, believe in Jesus Christ that are in the blinded state. Sometimes believers can also be in the blinded state. People can be blinded to a particular truth. They can be blinded to the truth of healing, the truth of, you know, whatever, um, you know, sanctification of whatever. They can be blinded to a different truth, Right? Prayer is the answer to curing spiritual blindness. You cannot cure it by, by argument. You cannot cure it physically. Let's look at another example of people in the blinded state. Acts 19 from verse 8 to 9. It says, then Paul went to the synagogue and preached boldly for the next three months. Can you imagine? This guy was preaching for three months. Verse 9, look at it. Everybody read it for me. One to go. But some became stubborn, rejecting his message and publicly speaking against the way. What did he do? So Paul left and took. Then he held daily discussions at the lecture hall of Tyrano. You know that was, he didn't, want, he didn't want to waste his time with them anymore. Three months, that's enough. Those of you, <laughs> all those who that believe, all the people that believe, Let's go. Those people need another strategy. Their, eye, their eyes have been blinded. And then Paul explained it to us in 2 Corinthians 4, 3 to 4. The epistles of Paul, especially 2 Corinthians, which, which we, learned, we, we, we studied 2 Corinthians earlier in the year, uh, you know, where we went through it. That, that was the most personal letter of Paul. Look at it. He said, if the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. Verse 4. Satan, who is the ruler of the world system, has blinded the minds of people who don't believe. They are unable to see the light of the good news. They are unable. 
to see the light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. So now they can't understand it. It's like they are blinded to it. It's a spiritual blindness. Satan blinds the minds of people. So when you are arguing with them, it's like you're arguing with Satan. Right? So what you need to do is that you need to go and deal with Satan using another method of dealing with him. This is how I prayed for my dad. It was this scripture that I used to pray for my dad. Because my dad was in that category. He just did not want to, to, he didn't want to have anything to do with faith stuff or Jesus stuff or all those kind of things. He just believed that those who are doing it, they're just simpletons. He was raised up Catholic and all that. He didn't, he didn't believe that. And for a long time, we, the children were praying for him. We're praying for him. We prayed for my mom too. You know, so we're praying for him. And then I came across Kennedy Hagen book. He said, this is how you can get your family members to get saved. You need to understand that anybody in their right minds, like in their right minds, if they hear the truth of Jesus, they will accept it. If they hear the truth of a hell and of a heaven, they will accept it. So when people don't accept it, it's because they are not in their right minds at that time. There are different things that Satan has put in their minds that what you need to do is to pray for the blindness to be removed. So, began to pray that prayer. And thank God because God opened, you know, his eyes. God opened their eyes to receive Jesus Christ. That is how you pray for people who are in that state. That's how you pray for believers also who are just blinded to certain things. Satan blinds people. Look at what Jesus said in, um, oh, sorry, Paul saying again, 1 Corinthians 2.14, quickly. He said, people who aren't spiritual, 1 Corinthians 2.14, people who are not spiritual, they can't receive this truth from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them. How can you convince something, something that is sounding foolish to him? It all sounds foolish to them and they can't understand. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. Isaiah 29 verse 11. For the Lord has poured out upon you the spirit of deep sleep. He has closed your eyes. The prophets and your rulers, the seers are covered. And the vision of all is become to you as the word of a book that is sealed. Which men deliver to one that is learned, saying, read this, I pray you. And he says, I cannot, for it is sealed. In other words, the book is in front of the person. He's learned. He understands. He's a very, you know, he, he's a professor. He went to school. He's an engineer. He's a lawyer. She's a lawyer. She's a this. And they are reading it like this. It's plain. But they say, I can't understand it. Because it is sealed. Why are you trying to open something that is sealed? Fighting and all that. You go, people have to be in a state to be able to receive truth. So you have to get them into the state. Uh, Jesus said, this is why I use, I use these parables. He said, for they look, they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, what you hear, what, what I say to you, you will not understand. What you see, sorry, when you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened. Their, eye, their ears cannot hear. And they have closed their eyes. So their eyes cannot see. And their ears cannot hear. And their hearts cannot understand. Hallelujah. And they cannot turn to me. Cannot. Say so they cannot. Not that they, they cannot turn to me. And let me heal them. They cannot. Listen, if you have people in your life that are like that, you need to get into spiritual warfare for them. If you don't want them to be lost, 
You have to get into spiritual warfare. And for yourself too, if you have been blinded to certain things, you can't just get it. You need to get involved in spiritual warfare. What do I mean by spiritual warfare? So some, some characteristics of, oh, let me, let me read Revelations. I think this one is good. Revelations 3.17 says, you say I'm rich. So sometimes you meet people who say, say I'm rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So even these people, they might have stuff. They might do whatever, but they are blind. But they don't know that the most important thing, they do not have it, which is a relationship with God. So some characteristics of people in the blinded state is stubbornness. They're stubborn. Rejection of the truth. They criticize the truth. Pride and self-sufficiency. I don't need your religion. I don't need that thing that you're trying to tell me. I, I'm okay. I'm fine. They feel that they are rich. They feel that they are okay. Ignorance. Ignorance. They just don't know. So those are some characteristics of those people. What do you do? I've told you. What do you do? Pray. Don't force it. Pray that the blindness be removed. John 3, 3. I tell you the truth. Except you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You know, that was there has to be something that happens before they can see. You cannot see the kingdom. You can't understand this thing that we're talking about. Uh, Ephesians 1, 5 to 16. Paul said, ever since I heard, you know, I have been praying for you that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Amen. 1, 15. In the knowledge of him so that the eyes of your understanding will be flooded with light. Will be flooded with light. Amen. Can you lift up your hands and let's pray right now. Let's just take a few moments to pray. Think of some people in your life. Even pray it for yourself right now. Lord, that which I do not see, open my eyes to see. That which every, every in any area that have been blinded. Those of you online, pray the same thing. Everywhere that have been blinded, Lord, I pray for you to open my eyes to see. I come against spiritual blindness. Blindness. I come against spiritual blindness right now. Lord, I open my eyes by your spirit. Open my eyes to see truth. Open my eyes to see truth. Open my eyes to see what you are doing. That which I do not see. Open my eyes to see. And I prayed right now for my family members. I prayed right now. Oh, for, for my friends. I, I prayed right now for my co-workers. I prayed right now. Lord, open their eyes so that they can see you. So that they can understand you. So that they can hear the truth. So that they can know the truth. Open their eyes. Oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We come against Satan in the name of Jesus. The, the blinder of eyes. We, in the name of Jesus, Satan, we are commanding you right now to lose our friends, to lose our family members, to lose them in the name of Jesus. Oh, we pray right now that they will be, they will be, they will be released into a new level of revelation. A new level of revelation of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Whether they are non-believers or believers. So don't argue, don't argue in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Don't argue with you. Don't argue with your husband. Don't argue with your wife. Get on your knees, amen. Get on your knees. Satan might have blinded their mind to that thing. Just get on your knees and pray for them. And pray for them for that spiritual blindness to be removed. And one day they will just come to themselves. In Jesus' name we pray. Yeah, we can. One day they will just come to themselves like the prodigal son. Why? Why was I arguing with you about that? And then they, will, they become receptive to the word. They become receptive to the word. Amen. Did you guys get, do you, do you understand that? So the blinded face. Number two, the borrowing face. This is a very interesting face of spiritual growth. The borrow, everybody say borrowing face. What do I mean by borrowing face? 
So blinded faces, you can't see. Borrowing faces that you can see what God is doing in some people's lives, right? But rather than you going to God, right, and having an encounter, your, a relationship with God, you borrow what God is using in their lives. <laughs> Are you guys know what I'm talking about? So, you guys need to understand what I mean. These are people who borrow people's revelation. It's a, it's a face of spiritual good. Oh, Satan, I come against you. What my pastor said. Yes. Uh, what, uh, you know, sometimes it is children that are born with godly parents. So they basically, they are just enjoying the fate of their parents. The covering of their parents. They've not developed their own personal revelation. Then one day, the, the parent is not there. Then they just find themselves in trouble. And, oh, where's mommy? Where's daddy? It might be a time in college. It might be something. Then they just cannot do it anymore because they've not developed their own personal revelation. Or people that are overly dependent on pastors and apostles and prophets, right? They are always looking for, I, I just need to, there's nothing wrong in those things, right? But it's a level of growth where, you know, oh yeah, what is the prophet saying right now? What is this? You need to get into the presence of God and develop your own personal relationship. Can I get an amen? Let's look at the example. Acts of the Apostles chapter 19 verse 10. So these guys have been hearing Paul preach. Acts 19 from verse 10. They've been hearing Paul preach for three years. You know, when you've been hearing something going on, you begin to get it environmentally. You know what I'm saying? Environmentally. Is that this went on for the next two years so that people throughout the province of Asia, both Jews and Greeks, they heard the word of the Lord. God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. When handkerchiefs and aprons that had merely touched his skin were placed on sick people, they were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. So his clothes was casting out devils. So a group of Jews. So one of the characteristics of those who are in the borrowing phase is that they are, they are usually group believers. Everyone say group believers. What do I mean by group believers? When they are in church, they believe. Sunday, Sunday, or whatever, they believe. But when they are alone, no. Because they borrow from environmental stuff. They are environmental believers. Okay, let's, let's read on. <laughs> it is group dependent. Yeah, thank you. Uh, let, let, let's, 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 let's read it. I'll give the characteristics in a moment. The group of Jews were traveling from town to town, casting out evil spirits. You see, something you will say about it is that sometimes it will work. It will work. Like, depending on the faith of your parents, pastors, and all that, sometimes you will see that it will work for you. But it's not going to work continually. Because God does not want people to be carrying you continually. You are supposed to grow. People can't carry you forever. You are supposed to grow. So, it works for them. So, <laughs> they try to use the name of the Lord Jesus in their incantation. You see that word, incantation? It means that it's basically... They repeat phrases. It's when something is not personal, right? It's just something that you copied. Hey, Pastor Lan used to say this thing. This is the confession that Pastor Lan posted for us. And so, I, I also quote the, the same confession. Oh, Pastor Oman said this is, this is what happened to him, you know, when he was praying 27 years ago. And so, 
you do the same thing. There's nothing wrong in being inspired by people's testimonies. Do you get what I'm saying? But you got to develop your own. You got to develop your own. You got to have something. It, it has, you have to make it your own. Even when you get it from people, it has to be before it can last. So they do their incantation. The same thing they've been doing. I command you in the name of Jesus. Whom Paul preaches. Can you imagine? Whom? Not the one that I preach to. Whom Paul preaches. To come out. Look at what the devil said. <laughs> Verse 14. Seven sons of silver, a leading priest, were doing this. Verse 15. But one time. You see, one time. The time will come. <laughs> it will work for some time. But one time. And look at other. It is also based on trial. They tried it. It's a kind of faith level that is based on trial. It's not based on conviction. It's trial. Let me try what Pastor Lan used to do. Let me try it. Listen, if you try it, it may work, but most sometimes it will not work. You know, like you have to know it. Because when it doesn't work and you know it, you will stand there until it works. Because you know it. They tried it. The evil spirit replied, I know Jesus. I know Paul. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? Verse 15. This is what happens when you operate by borrowed revelation. In the borrowed face, you will lose what you have, including your clothes. Then the man with the evil spirit lived on them, overpowered them, attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house, naked and battered. Listen, operating by other people's revelation that you have not made your own will leave you naked, battered, and disgraced. Just because it's been working. The thing, one thing will come and you use it and it's not going to work again. It has to be yours. Everybody say, Say, I have to have a personal relationship with God. Say, I have to have my own personal Bible study where I mark things and write things down. And then it, it, it means something to me. I can be inspired by other people. I can study what people say and all that. But it has to become mine. Because if it is not mine, is going to lead to disgrace because that's not how spiritual things work. You have to make it yours. Is it possible that the batter, the battering that you've been experiencing, the prop, I mean, the nakedness and the embarrassment and some of these things that you've been experiencing, could it be because you have been operating just by surface revelation, something you receive Sunday, Sunday? Is it possible that you've not made it, it's not deep in your spirit? The seed is not planted deep. You've not meditated on this thing. You've not made them yours. And then you're just standing and talking from the surface. And the devil can I, The devil knows who knows. The devil knows who knows. And he knows people who don't know. Everybody has the capacity to know. Capacity to, for victory. But the devil knows whether you got it or you don't got it. <laughs> Do you get it? Jesus told Peter, he said, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. You know, you know how they sift wheat? In Africa, so you put, so you have beans or wheat or whatever. There's usually comes with a chaff, right? So you put it on a tray. Then you do this. 
All the heavy weights will stay. All the light weights will go. So Satan has desired desire to what? See, so Satan will throw you up to see whether you have weight. And if there's no weight, everybody say, I've got to become a heavyweight Christian. You know, I said it last week. Someone say, I've got to become a heavyweight Christian. Not featherweight, not lightweight, heavyweight. And when you, when you wake up in the morning, Satan say, hey, trouble, trouble, trouble. When you are going to bed, you say, ah, now I can rest. That's the kind of believer that you need to be. And you can be that. It's the word of God that makes people that. It's not, you know, it's God's word that makes people that. The borrowed face. Someone say after me, say, I am living the borrowed face. Say, I'm living the borrowed face. <laughs> or the borrowing face, whichever one, you know. I'm living it. The next one, the next face. The believing face. The believing face. So, I'm speaking about the believing face as um, when people suddenly get to a point where they actually begin to accept the truth of God's word, discover the truth of God's word by themselves, right? And they actually believe it. You understand? They, they believe it. And then they act based on that belief. The believing face. Listen, man, guy, blessed is he that believes. That's what the Bible says. There's just a sense of rest, a sense of peace, confidence that comes when you get to the believing face. The Bible says that he that believes shall not make haste. Or like a translation says, he who believes will not run around distractedly. When you believe, you can be calm when, there's a, when the storm is there. When they were going on the boat and, you know, there was a, there was a hurricane and all that. They said Jesus was asleep. And then the disciples were shaken. Then he woke up and told them, why are you scared? Where's your faith? The reason why he was calm is because he believed. We got to get into that believing state. And the way you get faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So from blind state, you know, the blind state of faith, from borrowing faith, where you're still using other people's revelations and all that, that's okay. You can start that way. All of us started that way, right? We started that way. Our spiritual mentors, spiritual fathers, mothers, whatever. We, we, we depended a lot on them and did all that. But there's another phase where you begin to believe these things by yourself. And it's not what somebody else told you. Amen. Everybody say, believe in face. Look at uh, the, you know, the, this, this passage, Acts 18 from verse 7 to 8. You know, they're talking about this man. They said, then Paul left and went to the home of Titius, Justus, or Titus, whichever one, Titius, Justus, a Gentile who worshiped God and lived next door to the synagogue. Verse 8. Crispus, the leader of the synagogue, and everyone in his household believed the Lord. Many others in Corinth also heard Paul. They became believers and they were baptized. Now, these were different from people that were arguing against them or those who were trying to borrow and use faith. These were people that just, they accepted the word. What does the word believe mean? To believe something is not a feeling. Are you listening? Believing is not a feeling. Believing is a verb. Believing is a verb. Believe, if I say there's fire in this building, how do I know those who believe? Those who are out there, you know, in the parking lot. You got to say, those are the people that believe. People don't believe this, you know. 
I don't think so. There won't be fire in this building, you know what I'm talking about. Only spiritual fire. Do you understand? <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? So believing is a verb. Believing is not how you feel. Believing is what you are doing. Do you get what I'm saying? It's what you are doing. These people believed and they were baptized. It wasn't a feeling. How did they know they believed? They go inside their heart to see. Let's see. What is it? Do they have the feeling of believing? No. They said, we, we believe. And then they were baptized. Believing is an action word. Believing is a verse. If you believe that Jesus is Lord, then act like Jesus is Lord. If you believe that you are healed, act as if you are healed. If you believe that you are saved in Jesus Christ, act as if you are saved. Can I get a witness in the house if you get what I'm talking about? The reason why you are sitting here or you are watching us right now is because you believe that there's something in God's word that has meaning for your life. That's why you are here. If you didn't believe it, what would you be? You'd be at home. Believing is an action. Well, stop looking. Do I, do I feel? Let me see. Do I feel like I believe? Mm, I don't feel like I believe. How many of you feel like you are a boy or a girl in this place now? Do you feel it? No. But do you know you are a boy or a girl? Or a woman? You don't feel it. It's a state. You get what I'm saying? You accept it. That's it. It's acceptance. That's what belief is. I'm a Christian because I accept it. I'm saved. I'm going to heaven because I accept it. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm filled with the Holy Spirit because I accept it. I believe it. That's the reason. Ah, uh, explain it to me. Sorry, I can't explain it. You have to believe. <laughs> you two have to believe to experience it. I can't explain it to you. Oh, that is illogical. Well, sorry. Someone say, I believe. So how do you believe? How do you, what do you do when you believe? The action for believing. So acceptance of the truth, act on the truth. They said they were baptized. So I want to say something. I just want to say something. You see, whenever, you know, what baptism really, you know, you need to know what baptism is. Even though it's a, it's a physical rite, something they did, but it symbolizes becoming part of the community. Do you understand? Of the community of Christ. This is what I want to encourage everybody. Whenever you come to the point of belief in a particular aspect of the revelation of Jesus Christ in the word, you understand? Take an action. And part of the action you can take is become part of some other people who believe the same thing. Become a part. It could be a small group. The growth track. Leading light. Or any one of these. Become a part of it. Because it's going to, it's going to help your belief. Start talking to other people who believe the same thing. It's going to strengthen your belief. They said they were baptized when they believed. So don't keep, this is what I'm saying, don't keep your belief to yourself. Don't stay alone. Find other people who believe the same thing and encourage one another's beliefs. That's what you got to do. Because of my time, let me move on. The bridge burning face. The bridge burning face. The bridge burning face. You see, there are a lot of people who believe, especially believe in Jesus Christ. But they have not burned the bridges. I need you all to look at me right now. Please, you can play something for me. I think I need that. Oh, ha, ha. <laughs> no, it's enough the Holy Ghost. I believe, I believe so. I believe that when you play it, it'll come upon me. Amen. <laughs> the bridge burning face. Everybody say bridge burning face. See, a lot of people think that 
So when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or you come in contact with the revelation of God's word, and then you say, yes, I accept this. It's mine. The thing that's where it stops. Usually, listen, usually when you come to believe something, you've been involved in some other things in the past that are contrary to that belief. So, you will need to cut off from those things. You will need to eliminate those things from your life so that it doesn't contaminate your beliefs. A lot of Christians don't know that, that sometimes you mix new age with faith and you wonder why faith doesn't work for you. Some people mix occultism with faith or they mix, uh, what do you call it, philosophy with their faith. Or they meet, you know, you just mix all kinds of things. So people who are in this phase, they are like, this is the way they work as a believer. So one leg, one leg. That's how they work. So they are not straight believers. Hey, fast line. What do you think about, uh, you know, the seventh book of Moses? Hey, Pastor, like, I'm talking about email, emails that I get, real text message. You know, Pastor, like, you know, the Apocrypha books. I said, Have you read the, the, the books? This one, this one, no. have you finished this one before you start talking about Apocrypha books and the seventh book of uh, Enoch? Have you read this one first? <laughs> That's what I said. Have you, have you finished reading this one before the book of Thomas? They are looking, they are always looking for something exoteric so that they can feel very spiritual and powerful. No. You got to burn the bridges. Let's see. Look at these believers. Look at it. Uh, go, go to, uh, to uh, Acts of the Apostles chapter 19 verse 17. He said the story of what happened spread quickly all through Ephesus to Jews and Greeks alike. A solemn fear descended on the city and the name of the Lord Jesus was greatly honored. Many who became believers confessed their sinful practices. 19. A number of them who had been practicing sorcery brought their incantation books. You need to get those incantation books from your house. They call them affirmations and burn them at a public bonfire. That's why I call it the bridge burning bombing face. The value of the books was several million dollars. Costly. Several million dollars. It will cost you something. This is the commitment phase of Christianity. This is the consecration phase of Christianity. Listen, when you cross this phase, listen, listen to me. When God is bringing something to your mind, bringing something to your mind that you are involved in this thing, this thing that you are doing is contaminating your faith or whatever, and you obey, even though it's costly, and you cross that faith, you enter into a new level of your faith that you have never experienced before. When Jesus becomes not just your savior, but it becomes your Lord. It's a new realm. It's a totally new realm. Jesus was the Lord of all. The, your only source of truth. Burn the books. 
go all in. Let me tell your neighbor, say, go all in. Listen, the answer is in the word. Many of those things, they extracted them from the word, but they just mingled it with flesh. But your answer is in the word. You know, I spent this money, I took my, you know, I think about 3 a.m. I just said, you know, I'm not even reading the Bible. I'm not reading the Bible for Old, good old-fashioned Bible. You know, it's been coming to my mind, you know, since the beginning of the to do that. The good old-fashioned Bible. Big, you know, red letter. Come on! I opened it. <laughs> Smelled it. I began to read the book of John. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was God. And the Word was with God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything that was made. And all that I was reading it, and something was happening in my spirit. Something was happening in my spirit. You know, I was going, I was just seeing it. I'm like, man, I miss this. Before, you know, I miss this. Because when you're reading uh, Facebook, now, Instagram, ping, YouTube, now, CNN, mingled styles. I felt so fed. I felt so fed. Then I read it. I read it for about two or three hours or so. Then I went. I went back to bed around six or so. I slept, and I was dreaming of Jesus. I'm serious. I was dreaming of Jesus. All kinds of scenario of Him. Guys, I'm calling you. Let's go back to the basics. Did you get what I said? Let's go back to the basics. Cut off all those things. Cut off those things. Cut off those things. All those books. All those fill- All those things. You know, social media and all that. Get into the Bible this month. Get into the Bible, dig, 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 dig there, and let him unveil the truth to you. Let him free you. How did I got a revelation of this morning when Jesus, you know, actually in John chapter 2, when Jesus was cleansing the temple, you know, actually just cleansing, fighting, fighting. You know, our, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus fighting to cleanse the temple, throwing people out, and he was just showing me a revelation. He said, I'm cleansing my temple. He said, I'm very zealous about my temple. From your body to, you know, to, to, to my temple as a whole. He said, I'm cleansing them. I'm cleansing them. I'm kicking the money changers out. I'm kicking all these things out that they have allowed to sit in my temples. You've allowed that. Faith has been contaminated. It's time to burn the bridges. Because of time, quickly. The balancing face. I have one more after this. Oh, sorry, the belated basics face. Let me quickly. What I mean by belated basics? You know what? Hmm. Okay. The belated basics face. These are believers that, you know, the word belated, belated means late, right? Late. So, but I have to get B's. You know? <laughs> it has to be B. If not B, it's not okay. <laughs> so, basically, the belated basics face. These are believers that their revelation is outdated. Everybody say outdated revelations. Outdated. Especially basic things is outdated. They got, they got some revelation in their Sunday school. But they're still holding on to that revelation. But it is not in a sense, there's something they need to. I think when you read the story, you understand it. Acts chapter 19. You understand it better when you read the story. Let me quickly do it. Acts chapter 19. Touch screen. Okay. When Apollos was at Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast where he found several believers. See, they were believers, right? They had a measure of religion. They believed. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed or since you believed? 
He asked them. No, they replied, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. They were operating by an incomplete revelation. They had some, but it was incomplete. And you can't succeed by a revelation that is incomplete when it comes to the basics. Verse 3. So Paul explained to them, oh, then what baptism did you experience? Yes. Oh, the baptism of John, they replied. Ah, John, Old Testament. Verse 4. Verse 4. Paul said, John's baptism called for repentance from sin, but John himself told the people to believe in the one who will come later, meaning Jesus. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 6. Then Paul laid his hand on them. The Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. So these people were believers. I want you to understand, everybody look at me. You need to understand something that God, and those of you watching online, that God works in people's life in different faces. So sometimes, God, some people will be, they will live some godly lives and all that based on the revelation that they have, right? Like Cornelius and all those people. But that's not the end. God wants people to get more and more of what he has for them. So you meet a believer, you might be that, that believer that you're operating by something that you know, but there's a particular vital truth that you are missing. Sometimes when you hear the truth, you will fight those people. If you're not like these people, you'll fight them. You say, ah, that's not what my grandmother taught me. Holy Ghost can speaking in tongues. Ah, mm -mm. that's for devils. My reverend told me that it is from the devil. In my old, old, old Baptist church. So they start telling you history. These people could have been telling Paul history. They could be telling Paul history. But they opened up themselves that this is something necessary. And they allowed themselves, they laid out on them and they experienced it. What I want to tell you right now, do you need an upgraded revelation? Are you still operating with old wine skins? You need a new wine skin. God does not change, right? God doesn't change. It's what doesn't change. But what he is speaking now to you in this phase of life or in this world that we are in right now can be updated. Abraham had God go and kill Isaac. He got an updated instruction. Don't kill him anymore. Get the ram. If it were some people, they would say, go ahead and kill Isaac. I said, the Lord spoke to me and said, kill Isaac. What is this voice that is speaking to me again? I bind you, Satan. What is he saying to you now? The only way you will get updated revelation is if every day you are in the word. That's the only way if you are listening to headquarters every day, digging into the world, that's when you will know when something has shifted, when something has changed, when there's a new direction, when there's something else. It is when you get in the world. So don't, 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 don't be in that realm. Time, six, six quickly, six. The balancing phase. The balancing phase. You see, you get to a point in your Christian walk when you're beginning to hear truth. I met people like that. 
you begin to you've been hearing truth, and then you are you have become very strong. Thank you. You become very strong and convinced about it. You know what I'm talking about? You just know that truth and you preach it with power. You talk about it. This one, you know, you know it. But you know, there's a tiny one. You just need to be, you become unbalanced or imbalanced. You need to be balanced. Let's say, see, you understand it when you see the story about this man called Apollos. Acts of the Apostle 18. Let's see. Are you ready, Jesse? Oh. Acts uh, 19. No, sorry. Acts 18. Is it 18? 18 verse. One, two, three. Quickly, let's do it quickly. Let's do it quickly. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Then Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. Very good. Two. Two. There became, then he became acquainted with a Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, who had recently arrived from Italy with his wife, Priscilla. They had left Italy when Claudius Caesar deported all the Jews from Rome. They've been deporting since those days. Paul lived and worked with them, for they were tent makers just as he was. They were business partners. Verse 4. Verse 4. Each Sabbath found Paul at the synagogue trying to convince the Jews and the Greeks alike. I love this man, Paul, man. He's a balanced believer. And after Silas and time, Timothy came down from Macedonia. Paul spent all his time preaching the word. He testified to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. Verse 6. Oh, no, no. This is, I don't want to hit, read all these stories. Uh, I want to read um, because of my time. What I need is um, verse 7 to 8, I think. Where he said, meanwhile, Let's go, to, go to verse 24. Let's, let's try verse 24. That's a long, long story. Yes, good. This is what I mean. So meanwhile, one of that's from a Jew named Apollos, an eloquent speaker. Have you met people like that before? Eloquent speaker who knew the scripture well arrived in Ephesus from Alexandria in Egypt. You guys need to know Alexandria, Egypt was the center of knowledge in the world then. All the scholars, a lot of Bibles, and they were written, and that's, you know, it's part of, it was named after Alexander the Great. So he had conquered Egypt. It was the center of intellectualism. So this guy arrived from the place. Hmm. Gang, 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 gang. <laughs> he had been taught the way of the Lord. And he taught others. So this guy was a teacher, too. What he's teaching is been what he has been taught. He's been teaching other people too about Jesus with an enthusiastic spirit. I love enthusiastic preaching. Don't you like it? That boring preaching, you know, with an enthusiastic spirit and with accuracy. You see, this guy was not bad, right? He was accurate. Another, however, he only knew about John's baptism. Verse 25, this, verse 26. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him preaching boldly in the synagogue, they took him aside and explained the way of the Lord even more accurately to him. Apollos had been thinking about going to Achaia and the brothers and sisters in Ephesus encouraged him to go. They wrote the believers in Achaia asking them to welcome him. When he arrived there, he proved to be of great benefit to those who by God's grace had believed. He refuted the Jews with powerful arguments in public debate using the scriptures. He explained to them that Jesus was the Messiah. So this guy was going to be used of God mightily. He was one of those people that Paul, you know, eventually left in Corinth. And people say, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Paul. He was such a mighty speaker, but he was not balanced. There was a tiny thing 
that he didn't know. How did God correct the tiny thing? Through community. Through community. That is why small groups and all this stuff is very important. Whatever revelation you receive, right? Whatever revelation that you are getting, you need to submit it to the community because you will get some balance from there. I've seen some people, they just get something and before they know it, nobody can talk to them anymore. Nobody can do anything. I just look and say, oh, they had that face. They had that face. We all were at that face before. When suddenly our pastors were not right. When suddenly our parents were not, when things were not right. You know, and then you grow up to another point. When you now discover that, you know what? We see darkly through a mirror. And that's why we need other people to help us balance stuff. That's why we need to submit our revelation. So you calm down. You learn from other people. You will find Priscilla's and Aquila's around yourself. Amen. And grow in it. Can I get an amen in the house? Final one, the balanced face. The balanced Christian. This is where we all want to get to. Now, I'm oh, sorry, the breakout face, I mean, the breakout face. Now, this is where we all want to get to. But we don't, we want to get there. But you need to know that even when you are the breakout face, you need to keep growing, right? You need to keep on growing. You still, you still have to go through some favor, but you need to keep on growing. So this is not like, this is not like I have arrived. It's not like I have arrived. But the breakout phase is where we all want to get to, want to aspire to. You know, in the breakout phase, there are some characteristics of the breakout phase. You are bold about your faith. You are very bold about your faith. You are con- your faith is contagious. So instead of you being ruled by other people and, and getting their opinion, your opinion is very strong. You are very contagious about your faith. You manifest results, tangible results in your faith. Tangible results in your faith. Your faith has missional impact. It's no longer focused on just yourself. You know, I've seen some people, they'll tell me, oh, you know, Pastor Lamb, you know, the things that you teach in church is like they are basics. What I want is I want solid stuff that the level that I am I said, I said, as I said, I said, yeah. I said, there's a reason why I teach the basics. Because I'm not teaching for myself. I said, if I want the, I know where to get the water. That's why I study by myself. But your faith has to move from self-focus. You're no longer coming to church, right, to be fed. You are coming to church to give. You're not serving because you want to be fed. Right? You are doing this because there are other believers that are still in the other faces that you need to minister to. But you know where to get your own stuff. So I told I remember talking to someone, I told the person, I said, yeah, you need to get it right. The things that we do right now is not for ourselves. What I'm preaching right now is not for me. What I'm preaching right now, I'm doing it for other people. What I need to get, what I need, I know where to get it in the world. That's where I get fed. But when we come together, I'm here to serve. Believers need to get to that point where the reason why they are in church is because they want to give. Because they want to give. That's the breakout believer. The one that is looking for a way to encourage other people. To give encouragement to other people. What you have already received in your own private study. You are passing it. You are passing it on social media. You are talking to people. That's the breakout believer. Let's read the passage. Let's rise up on our feet and let's read it together about this breakout believer. Let's read about him. His name is Paul the Apostle, my hero in the Bible. 
I love him so much. I studied him so much. He's my hero after Jesus Christ in the Bible. Paul is my greatest hero. I love his ministry. I love the way he did stuff and everything. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Let's see what happens in a breakout believer. So, yeah, good. He said, let's go together. I want to go. Then Paul went out to what? So the, 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 the breakout believer goes out. It's, it goes out of himself to share what he has received to people. Went out and preached boldly for the next three months arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. What he knew about the kingdom of God. He was in the desert of Arabia for three years. There, studying. God gave him a revelation. He was alone with God. He met God on the road to Damascus. The, the disciples were afraid of him. But this man went after God and studied and got a revelation from God. And he got the, what he called the Pauline revelation. And began to share it everywhere. Share it with everybody. He was passionate. People deserted him. But he never stopped. He kept on moving. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He was a breakout believer. About the kingdom of God. He was preaching boldly. Let's, let's read on. He had daily discussions. These are small group leaders. You know, that would that would that would start discussions. The discussions with other people. Let's talk about faith. Let's talk about singleness. Let's talk about marriage. Let's talk about this thing. Let's apply the word of God to the things that we're going through. Let's apply the word of God to our career. Let's speak about this issue. Let's do that. These are the breakout believers. Some you became stubborn. Speaking against the way. So Paul left the synagogue. He took the believers with him. Nothing can stop the breakout believer. He had daily discussions in the lecture hall of Tyrannos. He kept on doing it. That's the breakout believers. Look at Acts chapter 19, verse 21 to 22. Afterward, Paul felt compelled by the Spirit. Breakout believers are led by the Spirit to go over to another city and to Achaia before going to Jerusalem. And after that, he said, I must go to Rome. They are on the move. They are always trying to share what they have learned. Oh man, I remember the day I became a breakout believer. I remember the day I became a breakout believer. The year that I became a breakout, a breakout believer. When I stopped focusing on myself alone. When I said, I'm going to share the revelation that God has given to people all over the world. I'm going to share this thing about the realities of who we are in Christ. I'm going to share this thing about the covenant of God. I remember when it took place in my life. And my life has never remained the same. I'm calling everyone to rise to become a breakout believer. To start living. To water others. And you will always be watered. Keep growing. Keep using. Let's read Hebrews 11, 5 verse 11 to 14. This is how I'm going to end today. Hebrews 11. Sorry, Hebrews 5 11. Let's read together everybody. There is much more. Everybody say much more. Say there's much more. Say there's much more about Christ. There's much more that God wants to show me. We would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain. There are some levels of, there are some things that are difficult to explain in scriptures. But God wants you to get to that point where you can explain it. Especially since you are spiritually dull. And you don't listen. You don't seem to listen. You don't pay attention. Verse 12. You have been believers. You have been in that phase for so long that you ought to be teaching others. 
Instead, you still need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like, a, you are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. Are you still sucking God's breast? What I mean, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about you being still a baby. Five years, believer. Ten years, baby. No, God said, go to milk. You know, milk is not from. You know, milk. You have to digest it. You have to meditate. On, sorry, meat. You have to meditate on it. You know, you have to have some develop digestive system. Do you guys get what I'm saying? God is saying, let's move to that level. How many of you receive God's word today? Let's pray about it. Lift up your hands right now and just pray to the Lord. Say, Lord, I want to grow. Come on, lift up your voice. Say, I want to become a teacher. I want to become a breakout believer. Come on, pray, 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 pray right now based on what you have heard today. Those of you watching me online, pray wherever you are right now. Get on your knees. Touch the hand of your spouse. Or, you know, wherever you are, just pray right now. Pray, Lord, for growth. For growth in grace. Pray. God, I want to move. Please let me project all those faces one by one, one by one. I want to move. I want to move from the blinded face. The blinded face. I want to move from the borrowing face. I want to move from the borrowing face. Oh, I want to move. I want to move to the believing face. Oh, I want to move. I want to move. I want to keep growing to the bridge warning face. I want to run every bridge. I don't want to contaminate my faith. I want to move to the I want to move from the belated basic. I want my revelation to be updated. So I stay in the word of God. I want to be to be to be in the balancing phase. I want to listen to other people. I want to be able to learn. I want to be able to improve in what I have heard. But God, I want to be a breakout believer. I want to go to the breakout phase. I want to change Chicago. I want to change my world. I want to touch lives. Oh, I want what I have learned from you to feed other people too. I want to be a kingdom man and a kingdom woman. Come on, lift up your voice and pray to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray for your people. I pray for everybody watching me. Thank you. You said this month you are taking us on a journey of faith. Lord, I pray for everyone watching me. Thank you for the release of desire to seek you, to get in the world, to get into prayer. Thank you for the release of desire for growth, for people to join the small groups, to be part of the growth track. Oh Lord, to seek, to learn, to get their own books, to order their own theological books, to sit down in their house and study deep in the word of God and allow you to show them who they are and to make them heavyweight Christians. Lord, we believe you. We trust you. Thank you for men and women of faith, men and women of power, men and women that will change the world, people that you can use, people that are balanced, people that are breaking out. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Can I get a bigger amen here? Hallelujah. Let's give God some praise this morning. Let's give him praise if we've been blessed. Give him some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to The Globe Podcast. We trust you were blessed and inspired. For more content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Keep glowing. See you next time.